0: welcome to JTalk Extra Time, I'm James Taylor and in part 1 of this episode I'm going to review 5 of the round 32 games from J2. In part 2, John Steele takes care of the remaining 6 games and then in part 3 he got together with Richie Palmer for a chat. Finally, Mike Innes covers all the J3 action in JTalk Short Corner. Let's start at arguably Saturday's biggest game, 20th place Zürgen Kanazawa against 19th place Tokushima Vortis. Kanazawa didn't play the last hour of their game in Gunma, the previous round, and they didn't play the first 35 minutes of this game either, as Tokushima gently passed the ball amongst themselves under very little pressure. In the third minute, Tokushima captain Yoichiro Kakitani got away from his marker, but saw his shot well saved by Yuto Shirai. In the 29th minute, Kaito Mori held off the attentions of three Kanazawa defenders, but again, Shirai was equal to the shot. The deadlock was broken in the 39th minute, when Tokushima's Akito Tanahashi crossed for Kazuki Nishia who took a touch to move away from the defender and smashed a shot in off the bar from close range. Kanazawa woke up at half time and began to pressure Tokushima but Koya Okuda saw a shot blocked. Junya Kato shot straight at Jose Aurelio Suarez and Shintaro Shimada shot wide. Final score, Kanazawa nil, Tokushima won. Consecutive wins for Vortis and a winning start for new manager Tatsuma Yoshida, whose side are unbeaten in four and jump up to 17th, four points clear of relegation. A feeble effort from Kanazawa, who slumped back into the bottom two. They're 21st, two points from safety, but with a game in hand. There was another meeting between relegation threatened teams at the Kanseki Stadium where Tochigi SC took on Mito Hollyhock. Tochigi went ahead in the eighth minute through Ryo Nemoto, who got away from his marker at a free kick and just got to the ball ahead of the keeper to score for the third game in a row. Mito drew level in first half stoppage time, Mizuki Ando's flick setting up Motoki Ohara to score from the edge of the area. Ohara got to second in the 76th minute. He brought down a high pass from Fumia Sugira and rifled a shot into the bottom corner. But as I said last week, Tochiki don't just concede goals in the last 15 minutes of games, they score them too, and that's exactly what happened here. Mito's Koshi Osaki brought down Ryotaro Ishida in the penalty area in the fourth minute of stoppage time, and Tochiki's new signing Leandro Pereira, making his first appearance off the bench, scored from the spot. 2-2 the final score, Tochiki dropped a place to 16th, while Mito dropped two places to 18th, both on 36 points four clear of the drop. Omiya Ardija remained dead last as they were stuffed 4-0 at home by Vivara Nagasaki, the visitors scored their first in the 21st minute, Shunya Yonida scoring from in close after an incredible flick by Keita Nakamura. Omiya looked to respond, but Go Hatano got down well to save from Jakub's fairchok, Atsushi Kurokawa had a shot deflected wide, and Seya Nakano put a shot past the post. Nagasaki doubled the lead four minutes into the second half, Yonida again, this time from slightly further out, arrowing a shot into the far top corner. In the 51st minute, Juanma Delgado kicked his own foot and fell over, but the referee gave him a penalty anyway. He scored it for 3-0 and added another goal in the 3rd minute of stoppage time, shooting under the keeper to finish a counter-attack and move into 2nd place on the all-time top scorers list for Nagasaki. In between the 3rd and 4th goals, Omiya tested Hatano and the Nagasaki defence, but they couldn't find a way through, and they remain 8 points from safety. Nagasaki stay 5th. Also in action on Saturday were Tokyo Verdi, who welcomed Fagiano Okayama to the Ajinomoto Stadium. This one was goalless at halftime, but it was a goal rush in the second half. First, Thiago Alves converted a low cross in the 50th minute to put Okayama into the lead. Then, in the 73rd minute, strong work from Lukao created a chance for Stefan Mork to cross, and Haruka Motoyama headed in Okayama's second. Three minutes later, it was 3 0. Lukao running in 1-on-1 and hitting a tame shot at Matias, but getting a second chance to roll the rebound into the empty net. Verdi had had plenty of chances up to that point, but it was only after they were 3 down that they managed to take any. In the 79th minute, a cross was flicked on at the near post and headed in by Yuta Arai. Then in the 91st minute, a corner was turned in by Keito Kawamura at the back post. The damage had already been done though, and it ended 3-2 to Okayama, who stayed 10th, 4 points off the playoffs. Ferdiya still 4th, 4 points behind the automatic promotion places. And finally from me, Machida Zelvia got over their loss to Shimizu and the long-term loss of top scorer Eric to injury by emphatically ending Monterio Yamagata's winning streak. The first goal came from the penalty spot after Hiroki Noda tripped Shota Fujio with his hand, the Machida attacker converting the penalty himself in the 19th minute. With half an hour on the clock, Takuya Numata, Doubled the lead, receiving a pass in space, advancing to the edge of the area and curling a shot round Masaki Goto. And it was 3-0 before half time. Goto unable to keep out a Mitchell Duke header from a corner in the 37th minute. The goals kept coming in the second half, but not before Goto made an excellent double save on Yu Hirakawa. Byron Vasquez curled in a left-footed shot from the right side of the area in the 74th minute. And Fujio added a fifth in the 84th minute to round out the scoring. Machida 5, Yamagata nil. the result, Machida sending a message to title rivals, 9 points clear at the top of J2 again, Yamagata slip a couple of places to 8th, outside the top 6 by 2 points. That's all from me, now over to John for the remaining games. J2, time.
1: Thanks James, hi everyone, John Steele here with the rest of the J2 action from round 32 last weekend. Sadly, there was no action in the Fujieda versus Gunma match that was postponed before kickoff due to thunder and lightning in and around the stadium. And I don't think there's a new date for that uh, for that game to be rearranged yet. So Fujieda against Gunma postponed, but uh, not to fear. Uh, in the rest of the games that were played, there were absolutely uh, hatfuls of goals. So we'll start by talking about Iwata. They stay second in the table, but were stunned at home by Jeff Chiba. The match finished Iwata 2, Jeff Chiba 3. The away side took just 50 seconds to go ahead, with Koya Kazama taking aim from 25 yards and curling the ball right into Ruki Mura's top right-hand corner. Jeff were rampant early on and almost doubled their lead in the 14th minute, with Mura making a great save from Tomoyamiki. But it was 2-0 to the visitors just three minutes later as Iwata gave the ball away close to the halfway line and eventually, Dudu was cleaned through on the edge of the Iwata box. And uh, with a cool finish, he made it 2-0. Amazingly for the visitors, it was 3-0 just before half-time. Iwata had a corner that was cleared to the edge of the area. And Jeff executed a perfect counter-attack. That led to Masaru Hidaka going clear of the Iwata backline and uh, virtually passing the ball past Mura and into the back of the net. So 3-0 to Jeff at the break. Iwata seemed shell-shocked. But they threw the kitchen sink at the visitors in the second half. They had a goal disallowed for offside early on and eventually reduced the deficit in the 61st minute through Keisuke Goto. Jeff's goalie Ryota Suzuki dropped a right wing cross straight onto Goto's toes and the ball ended up in the back of the net. At the other end, Jeff nearly added a fourth goal when Issei Takahashi's shot from the edge of the box came back off the post. And Goto pulled another goal back for Iwata with about 10 minutes to go, and it was a real beauty. He cut in from the left flank and sent a superb rising drive into the top corner from about 25 yards. But Jeff held on for a great win. The final score was Iwata 2, Jeff Chiba 3. And uh, yeah, Jeff are four points off the playoff places in 11th. Iwata, meanwhile, are nine points behind the leaders as Machida now, and this was their second defeat in three games. On Sunday, third-placed Shimizu missed the chance to go second in the table, as they could only draw 1-1 away at 13th-placed Akita. Akita nearly went ahead early on, when a low right-wing cross from Ryota Takada ended up hitting the Shimizu post, and then Keita Saito blazed the rebound wide of the goal. Into the second half though, an Akita did go in front, thanks to an own goal from Shimizu goalie Shuichi Gonda, He uh, unfortunately punched a corner into his own net in the 48th minute. But Shimizu restored parity with a corner kick goal of their own in the 73rd minute. Carlinos Jr. powerfully heading in from about six yards to earn a point for Shimizu. So the final score was Akita 1, Shimizu 1. Shimizu stay a point behind, second placed Iwata, and this draw ended a run of four straight wins for them. In other games, Oita are still sixth in the table, but their poor form continued with a home loss again against Sendai, who might have turned the corner now with back-to-back wins. It finished Oita 2, Sendai 3. Everything started well enough for Oita, as they took the lead on the half-hour through Kenshin Yasuda. Sendai's keeper, Akihiro Hayashi, made a good save from Arata Watanabe initially, but then made a real mess of trying to collect the loose ball. He ended up on the edge of his penalty area in No Man's Land, and Yasuda was able to sweep the ball into the open goal from about 20 yards. Hayashi partly redeemed himself with a pair of good saves from Watanabe as the half wore on, and Sendai drew level from the penalty spot right at the end of the first half, after Tomoyo Ando had brought down Hiromu Kamada, Masato Nakayama coolly converted the penalty. In the second half, Sendai then stunned their hosts by scoring twice in the space of five minutes, midway through the half. Firstly, Oita's goalkeeper, Konosuke Nishikawa, parried a header from substitute Ho-yon but the ball dropped virtually on the goal line for Yuta Goke to bundle in. Then the impressive Ho cut the ball back for Yuto Uchida to swerve a beautiful effort over Nishikawa and into the net from about 12 yards. So Sendai suddenly 3-1 up. Oita kept going and reduced the deficit with 40 minutes to go when Shun Nagasawa got on the end of a right wing cross from Katsunori Uebisu to head in his first goal of the season. But the final score was Oita 2, Sendai 3. Oita are two points clear of Gunma, Yamagata and Kofu, who are 7th, 8th and 9th respectively, meanwhile Sendai, uh, a good win for them, but they're 10 points off the playoffs in 12th. At the bottom of the table, there was a huge win for Yamaguchi, as they were pegged back twice, but then scored a last minute winner to beat Kofu, it finished Yamaguchi 3, Kofu 2. The home side got a fantastic start going ahead in the fifth minute with the eye-catching Kota Kawano volleying in Keigo Numata's left wing cross at the near post. Kofu produced a well-worked equaliser on the half hour when Cristiano's deep free kick was headed down by Kazushi Mitsuhira for Yotaro Nakamura to volley in from about six yards. Kawano then went close to restoring Yamaguchi's lead before half time but fired wide and things began to heat up nicely in the second half. First of all, Mitsuhira, who looked suspiciously offside, went clean through and teed up Cristiano as Kofu looked to go ahead, but the Brazilian veteran fired wide of the target. At the other end, Kawano had another chance from the edge of the box, but curled his effort just wide, before the home side retook the lead in the 54th minute, and it wasn't a great moment for Kofu keeper Michael Wood. The Kiwi goalkeeper, making his debut for Kofu on loan from Kyoto, came off his line to collect a high ball, but he had to jump with Tsubasa Umeki and uh, spilled uh, the ball. It ran loose for Georgie Ikegami to fire in, so suddenly it was Yamaguchi 2 Kofu won. Kofu did draw level again though, just eight minutes later Mitsuhira powering in a header from a Cristiano corner. The same pair of Kofu players nearly snatched all three points for the visitors just after that. Mitsuhira set up Cristiano yet again, but his shot this time was high and wide, and that set the stage for a vital Yamaguchi winner in the 90th minute, with Taiyo Igarashi placing a beautiful shot into Wood's top left-hand corner from the edge of the penalty area a fantastic entertainment and a great result for yamaguchi it finished yamaguchi three kofu two a first win in seven for yamaguchi which leaves them three points clear of the relegation zone in 19th Uh, as mentioned already kofu are two points adrift of the playoff spots in 9. Finally, from round 32, Iwaki's march away from the danger zone continued with a confident win at Kumamoto, who suddenly seemed to be in a spot of bother at the wrong end of the table. The final score here was Kumamoto 2, Iwaki 4. Iwaki made a dream start going ahead in the 9th minute, when a corner from Yuto Yamashita made it to the boot of defender Rei Iizumi, who volleyed in from about 10 yards. It was nearly 2-0 shortly after that, after some fancy footwork from Ryo Arita, but his delicate chip came back off the Kumamoto crossbar. Kumamoto drew level midway through the first half, thanks to an own goal. Shohei Aihara's low cross was deflected into his own net by Ryo Endo. And seven minutes after that, the home side took the lead. A lovely backheel from Takuya Shimamura freed Rei Hirakawa just inside the Iwaki penalty area, and he swept low under the goalkeeper Toru Takagiwa for 2-1. In the second half, uh, Iwaki had another chance that came back off the post, and they tied things up on the hour. Yamashita and Ieizumi combined at a corner again, and this time Ieizumi sent a thumping header past goalkeeper Tashiro to make it 2-2. Seven minutes later, Iwaki were in front after some dozy defending from Takumi Sakai. He didn't realize that Shu Yoshizawa was closing in on a loose ball inside the penalty area until it was too late. And then he had to stick out a leg and tripped Yoshizawa for a penalty. That was emphatically converted by the standout player on the day, Yamashita. Things got even better for Iwaki in the 72nd minute as they kept the ball alive inside the Kumamoto penalty area with some head tennis. And eventually, the ball dropped perfectly around the penalty spot for Yamashita to volley in acrobatically from 12 yards. So, uh, yeah, two assists and uh, first a pair of J League goals, his uh, his maiden goals uh, in the J League for Yamashita. Fantastic uh, evening's work from him, and it finished Kumamoto two, Iwaki four. Superb win for Iwaki. They rise to 15th place, unbeaten in their last four. While it's a different story for Kumamoto. They're now 20th. Uh, just two points clear of the drop zone and haven't won in 11 league games okay i think that's all the on-field action from j2 rounding up then but please stay tuned uh, after a quick hit of music i sat down with richie palmer this week to talk about some of the big games and big moments from the weekend uh, and our chat's coming up next yep please stay tuned Welcome back, everyone. John Steele here again for some J2 chat. And uh, with me is a a very special guest. It's Richie Palmer. Richie, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks, John.
1: Mm, Fantastic. How about yourself? Yeah, very good, uh, Richie. As we were discussing just before recording, uh, a bit too hot still. Um, Just a little? Yeah, the the calendar is slowly ticking over to September. So uh, I kind of feel psychologically, even if it's still hot on September the 1st, it's like we're going to make it. You know, we're going to survive another Another sort of baking hot summer. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm too hot, but I uh, I think think we're going to make it. So uh, yeah, I'm all right. It's been a, a while since we had a chat. So uh, thanks for coming on.
2: No problem at all, mate. You got me after a Gifu win for a change. Let me just put that out there. Gifu win for a change.
1: Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I, try- I Heights of third. Yeah, you fourth, see. Fourth time. Yeah, and I I'm tried. Ahead of myself. Yeah, try try to avoid having you on when Gifu have done well because it's it's sort of more fun to 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 comment on it when they when they haven't. But yeah, everything seems to be going well. At the moment we we might be talking about Gifu a bit more a bit more regularly in J two next season at this at this rate. Mm, somewhere. Yeah, don't, don't get carried away. Okay, okay. Carried away. I am I am getting carried. It's the heat. It's the heat. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think we could we could do a, a sort of two hour Gifu special or uh, special or even a four hour Yokohama FC special um, after the weekend. But let let's uh, let's spare the listeners the. The self indulgence of that, I think. Um, but it was another thing we talked about just before recording, Rich, is that it was just a crazy weekend for goals, um, across all the divisions, wasn't it? And J, J2, uh, no exception. So we've, uh, we've picked out or you've selected, um, three of the games from the weekend uh the round 32 slate to go into in a little bit of depth so we're going to start at uh, Kanseki Stadium if that's okay Richie Tochigi 2 Mito 2 um my notes for this game are that the two goals that uh, Motoki Ohana scored for Mito were both uh, sumptuous uh, finishes. So I was really impressed with his display in the game. And I felt a bit sorry for Koshi Osaki, the Mito left back, because he was the, the man who conceded that 94th minute penalty for the Tochigi and He it was his, uh, Osaki's first start for about three months. I think he's been out uh, injured and come back in his very first game, uh, almost uh, helped the team to an away three points and then given away a, a pretty silly penalty right at the end. So, um, yeah, Tochigi 2, Mito 2 at full time, another kind of, um, entertaining in parts. Kita Kanto Derby, I think. And uh, yeah, Richie, I'd like to get your thoughts on the game, but also I'll just throw in a quick question we had from Akakichino11 on Twitter. Why can't Mito hold on to a lead? Which is, uh yeah, the the, the question we all want to know the answer to, I think. They they do let in a lot of goals, don't they? So yeah, uh, to Mito too, Richie. Uh, take it away.
2: Um. Well... Let me just say, as you said, it was very hot and there were plenty of goals this weekend, weren't there? 42 in all, did you know that, John? 42.
1: Um, I, 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 I dance, I just don't count, but uh, yes, <laughs> it, it sounds right. Too many.
2: So, and that's minus one game with the Fuji guma game being caught off. So 10 games, 42 goals. How many, what average is
1: uh, that um,
2: John? Is that uh, 4.2? Per is game. and not that did it pass? Isn't wow. they're crazy? That is I'm crazy. I'm sure if you looked up the history of J2, that must be the... Most goals scored in a weekend, surely. yeah oh, now then again, there might be a super. Kashiwa Kyoto.
1: It's just too hot, uh, too hot to defend. No,
2: it is, it is. So getting onto the game, getting onto the game. Kansiki, yeah I played in Kansiki. I was, um, I have not been to Kansiki yet, but I was quite um, impressed by the atmosphere that uh, was created between the two teams, between the Kitakanto derby and all, which was good. Um, unfortunately, on the field, it was a bit like two teams playing near the bottom of J2, I think, at the start. Anyway, um, mm. I think um, Torchigi started off pretty well and um, Nemoto finished off that goal really nicely, that kick from uh, the assist from um, Fukumori, Fukumori. Beautiful assist and Nemoto finished that off nicely. And they were, were actually looking quite good. They were on top and then um, after, I think it was about 30 minutes or so, um, Nemoto got injured mm. uh, with his knee and he's, he's been scoring quite a well. I think he's scored in the last two including this game three games in a row so mm. when he went off Torchigi looked a bit shaky that they didn't quite know what to do with themselves and that's when Mito start, stepped it off a bit and um, or had up, as you say uh, some great goals that that uh, second goal was it the beautiful assist from um, Sugura mm. boom kicked it off yeah what a finish like Mito um, played really well in the second half and I think they're not playing as free-flowing as we've seen them in, in the past couple of years but they're still quite a young squad and they can still move it and I think Ohara gives them a lot of pace and a bit, bit of something to, a bit of excitement. I thought they were going to hold on. They looked like they were going to hold on and then uh, as we saw, Saki, it, it was a terrible mistake. It was a terrible, you know, just put the foot out he didn't need to do it. Why did he do it? That's what everyone's team will be thinking. That's what everyone will be thinking. Um, I'll just quickly say that Leandro Pereira, um, scored that very nicely. That PK in the end he had a lot of confidence in that score. Um, yeah, me John, you tell me what, why can't they hold on to lead?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I thought you were just going to say Takumi uh, Kusumoto was the answer. But um, I'm not sure if he's been playing recently. But he, I've noticed him dropping a few clangers um, at centre back this season. I think it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're they're the way they play. I mean, you, you, I think you're right that this season they've not been as expansive, uh, you know, bombing forward in the way that they have in in previous years. It's been a bit more, um, by Mito standards, a bit more sedate. Would that be fair? I don't know in mm. terms of the, the play style. I would say that. Yes. Um, yeah, but I think they just yeah they are just one of these teams where they just don't really convince defensively i don't think and no. you never feel um get getting to the kind of the, the root of akakichi you no know, 11s a question is yes you never really feel i think even if um even if mito were 3-1 up with like 5 minutes left i'm not you can't bank 3 points from from that situation right? they, they they can let in a lot of goals and i'm not really sure whether it's a system problem or the personnel, or I think just that they're just so into the habit of doing it this year um, that well, it might think, be difficult to break with ten games to go.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with the. I think definitely comes down to a confidence problem. Now, if they'd won this one, mm. this game, I think you know, oh, we can do it. Let's carry on. But this is what six draws in a row. I think mm. for them. So, mm. as you say, once they get in the habit. A young, it's, a, it's a young squad, yes, you know. They've yes. got young players, and they're just—I don't think they've got enough of the cool heads, the experienced cool heads, just to calm them down. Mm, mm. You know, tell them because they should have won. Then they're looking like, as I say, they were looking like they were going. Now it's just a simple mistake, and that's all it takes, right? One person, one mistake.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I think if you're, you're looking for sort of veterans and leaders, I can only really think of Mizukiando up front, uh,
2: mm.
1: maybe Yuji Kimura. Uh, if he's still around, you know, knocking around in midfield, but yeah, short of leaders, I think, or uh, experience, and and I don't know, I get the feeling. I know you you said this game was not perhaps not as exciting as a two two uh, scoreline suggested. You know, if you watch, I just watched the highlights, not not the whole thing, but do, mm. do you get do you get the sense that Tocchi and Mito are both going to be okay relegation wise? Like you know, they they flirted quite heavily with the bottom two. Over the first thirty-two rounds, at times, what what what, do you, what is your what is your crystal ball saying about Tochigi and Mito's uh, survival chances, Rich?
2: Um, I would say, I could, I think the bottom three at the moment, Kumamoto, just with the player they're playing, Kanazawa Nomi, are your favourites at the moment to go down. Um, and I'd say in the next group, probably Yamaguchi, Mito, Tochigi, maybe Fujieda, just depending how they go. Mm. Um, I think those are your other maybes. I think the other, uh, probably Sendai's got just enough to get out. Ak- Akita's enough. They've got a solid squad. Iwaki's on the way up. I think they won't have many problems. And um, mm. Tokushima prob, they should get out, shouldn't they? But you know, you never know. Mm. But I think Torchigamito they don't have Toruigamito. Actually, you know, they brought in um, Leandro Pereira and um, Ismira. Up front, and it doesn't look like they really know how to use them yet, but mm. those are two players that can do something and offer more than, you know, some of the. They offer a bit of X factor and a mm. bit more than some of the squads below them. Mm. So that kind of thing could help them. I think of these two, Mito, as we say, just the lack of experience, uh, I think they could be in trouble more than Torchigi but they've been in this situation for 20 years haven't they mm, you know, that's true they've had that's true. two two seasons maybe where they've been looked up the top kind of near the top but otherwise they're usually mid mid or lower mm. um they've been there they've done it you know I, I, i'm doubtful but Definitely could. I mean, what they're only six, four points out of the drop zone at the mm. moment.
1: so Yeah, it's it's tight. It's tight. It's it's congested. No, I think I think I go along with your analysis. I think Mito, on the one hand, a run of you know five or six draws in a row, you could say, well, if they'd if they were all wins, they'd be fine. But I think you can go the other way and say, well, they could easily have lost four, five of those six and then really yeah. be in really be in trouble. So yeah, fa- no exactly, fair yeah. points. Fair points. Well, Richie, t- t- I t- managed
2: to still to get points. Yes. Sorry.
1: Yes. No. That's right. That's right. No, I agree. I agree. And uh, yeah, Tochigi mm. too, perhaps. Um, we, we were talking about the bottom of the table. I think you mentioned uh, Yamaguchi just briefly um, mm-hmm. when we were talking about the, the the situation, you know, the state of play at the bottom. So we'll, we'll, let's talk about Yamaguchi a little bit more. Uh, okay. At the weekend, um, it finished Yamaguchi three. Kofu 2. Uh, a lovely late winner from the substitute to Taiyo Igarashi, a player that I've really enjoyed, uh, really caught my eye this year, so it's nice to see him uh, getting on the score sheet right at the end. Um, not the best debut for Kofu goalkeeper, Michael Wood, I believe is a, a, a fellow fellow countryman of yours. Uh, Richie, is that right? Have I got that right? He is he is. Yes, in? yes, yes. Yeah, uh, could have done a bit better on Yamaguchi's second goal, uh, I Definitely. feel, which uh, was quite pivotal. Uh, pivotal, sorry. I thought it would have been interesting as well. If just before that um, second Yamaguchi goal, Cristiano hit the post at the other end for Kofu, uh, and I thought it would have been interesting if he'd scored that goal because he was uh, set up by Kazushi Mitsuhira, but Mitsuhira looked absolutely miles offside. Uh, when he received the ball so I just wonder <laughs> the referee might find himself uh, in a bit of trouble if, if Cristiano scored but he ended up hitting the post and uh, yeah I, I was denied um, y- you know the sight of um, Wannis Snyder's uh, yeah blood uh, blood bulging veins bulging uh, on, on the touchline so uh, yeah uh, what are we thinking Richie Yamaguchi 3 Kofu 2 y- y- it's a good win for Yamaguchi isn't it basically
2: it is and it's a well deserved win for Yamaguchi I think this game um they played pretty good. They kept position at the back and they because um, a lot of long balls up the front on both sides. They used both sides well. Um I was impressed with Kawano and in Japanese, Junioru Junioru. Junioru. What's his name in I don't know. Junioru. Mm-hmm. Both the forwards at the front, they both worked hard, you know, they put in good shifts, which is what you need. You need everyone playing if you're at a club like Yamaguchi. Right? You don't want that lazy forward up front. You want everyone joining. They were doing that, so that was good. Uh, midfield, Yajima defended well, got the ball moving forward. So they started off real well. They got the early goal. They looked pretty good and then they lost a bit of wind in there somewhere. They looked like they had a bit of lack of fitness or something. They just kind of slowed down and that brought, brought um Corfu back into the game. But um Yamaguchi just kept, kept plugging in and I think they pretty much got on top and then the at the end of it, um, Seki and the goal played really well. Mm. He saved the bacon a few times. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I'm a good year. They they have to play like this to escape relegation pretty much. And if mm. they play like this they will. It's whether they can do it consistently or not. I think I think they have a home game next week, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Do they? Yes they do against Mito. so there you go, that's it, you know. Uh, that will be huge for them if they can get a win there, that's, you know, bring a lot of confidence to them. But I think they've shown they can do it. Um, Corfo on the other (laughs) hand, just quickly, I was pretty much concentrating on Cristino and Wood, just being a fellow countryman to see Mm -hmm. how he went. Mm -hmm. Chris, uh, Cristiano, he's, he, you know, provided the corner kick and the free kick for both those goals. So he was great in a set play, but he missed two real good chances. Like with, as you say, whether that one would have been onside in the end, who knows? But, um, two real good chances he missed it then the, the Cristiano of old would have easily scored, you know. Mm. Um so I don't I'm not too sure if he's I think he's talked about it a a little while ago, but I'm not too sure he's got what he used to have, but we'll mm. see. Uh, Wood on the other hand he played he actually played pretty well for quite a bit, but he did fluff up that goal that second goal and if you are a keeper and you fluff up a goal well. I guess you can't say he had a good game at the end of the day. I don't think he was too bad overall, but yeah, that was a stain. Um, so yeah, Kofu is strong in the set play. Um, Counter is real good. Uh, but they're finishing, you know, they lack like the finishing. Um, I'll just say Kofu quickly. They've got AS, ACL coming up and all that. Um, I don't I think they're going to finish mid table. ACL, they're going to have a bit of fun with that to see what they can do. Um, but Yamaguchi, now I'm thinking, oh, oh, as I said, I'm thinking probably safe but they're in they're in that group of Mito, Tochigi, Yamaguchi, or you know them themselves and Fujita that might go up, or, you know they're still they're still got to work for it to get up they can't mm. just sit down and do nothing. Yeah, I, I think, think teams below them are still going to pick up a few points here and there and, there and there's you know, no one can rest right now.
1: Mm. Well yeah, yeah Yamaguchi are How funny. About you? Yeah well, Yamaguchi are a funny team because obviously uh, I spent a few days um, outside of japan last week and went on went on a family trip and when I, in my head without even checking the table i thought yamaguchi were a bit better off than they actually were points wise um because mm. i i they'd had a pretty good run of uh, kind of little unbeaten run when wani schneider came in uh didn't he they they lost the first game quite heavily i remember i think it was four and then they went on kind of five match unbeaten run and, uh, because, mm-hmm. because I'm getting old and it's been very hot. And I think that, that seems like it was about two weeks ago, but I think that was probably about six weeks ago. And since then, they've, they've regressed a little bit and not done as well. So I was kind of surprised to see them down at the, you know, so close to the relegation zone still. But yeah, great win. I mean, any win at home against a team like Kofu, if you're Yamaguchi's gonna, gotta be celebrated, hasn't it? I think. Uh, but I agree with you. I think there's still work to do. I think they're they they they're going to need um, a few more wins to be 100% safe. I do get the feeling just, you know, they're, overall they're going to be okay. Mm. Uh, but I think it will be tight. I don't think they're going to be sort of climbing up. I mean, uh, we, we'll talk about a team in a minute that seems to be kind of just cruising away from the drop zone with no problems at all. I don't, don't think Yamaguchi are in that category quite yet. And Kofu, yeah, I think you're right. I wondered if in this game they were perhaps just rotating a few players to try out what an ACL squad would look like. Um, mm. but yeah, I'm not sure starting Cristiano up front on his own, um, at this stage is, is a bit of a ballsy, uh, move, I think. And it perhaps doesn't have quite of the mobility, um, yeah. as you were alluding to that he had in the past. So I was quite surprised that he, um, he was starting and he was starting kind of up front through the middle and he was starting up front through the middle by himself. And, um, yeah, the one or two, uh, Kofu players who, um, yeah, they, they, you know, obviously Utaka is, is quality, but he's not the, only, not the youngest player around. So they have kind of an, uh, sort of interesting mix of, of, of youth and, and experience, I think. But perhaps they, I think next year after the ACL campaign, that squad is going to need quite a big refresh, I think. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, uh, how, how things go for them. Um, Richie, the team I was alluding to a minute ago was Iwaki. So I'm going to bring you on to talk about them, if that's all right. They were no um sort of more or less rampant is the only word really. Uh, away at Kumamoto, it finished Kumamoto two, Iwaki four. So Iwaki got four goals. They also managed to hit the woodwork twice, uh, in a very impressive attacking display from them. Um, I think the third goal was a was a penalty. I my opinion was it was the correct decision. Um, I thought it was a, a, a good. Good call by the referee. Um, even if it wasn't a foul, it was it was dodgy defending, dozy defending. So I don't think the defender can really complain. Um, he's he's kind of pl- played himself into trouble really. Um, on the evidence I saw from the highlights here, it's he, Iwaki going to survive no problems. But um, again, talking about being away from Japan and not checking the league table for a week, Kumamoto suddenly a uh, twentieth, and they're only two points outside the relegation. What's what's happened there? <laughs>
2: Wow, you probably have to get in contact with Gary Owen to get a very detailed explanation of what's going on there. I think um, basically they lost, um, you know, Ishikawa. What was that three months ago? Mm. Who was on, you know, um, I think top of the goal scoring table at that stage, maybe mm. close anyway. And then pretty much since then they haven't really found a way to get other people involved, get other fours involved. Or, um, I think that's your basic problem. But um, basically in this game, um, you know, Russell struggled with Iwaki's defense right from the start, um, as you saw. And um, once they finally did catch up, um, you know, they added in some fresh players. And they had four players in, after, you know, in the second half, 20-second minute. And I can't help but think that maybe Oki was thinking, well, we've got this Empress Cup game on Wednesday. Let's mm-hmm. get these guys off, give them a bit of a rest because, you know, i have got these guys, you know. And I think, I'm thinking in this game, possibly that had a lot to do with it, the game coming up on Wednesday, the juggling act of what to do. Um, so I'm not sure, but um, Iwaki is just too fit, I think, and that's... Um, mm. We had Oki and Gifu, as, as you know, uh, many years ago. But um, he's mm. a very strict trainer. And in summer, it can really wear players down. We had some players get really worn down by him. Mm. Um, I think, you know, last year they just had the magic and it worked and they had everyone right, so it was all right. But maybe this year, everything's got to them. It's just too hot. And then you're playing against Iwaki, who have their state-of-the-art Training facilities sponsored by Under Armour. They've got a real good training regime, and, you know. Of course, they started off slow this year, but you've seen what are they? They've only lost one game in the last 12 games, mm. and that was to Iwata. So, you know, there's you know no shame in that. Um, I think they are a very fit team. You saw it during this game. They're very fit. They're very balanced physically. They're very not. They're doing very well, and I think that really has paid off in summer, where all the other teams are starting to wilt a bit. You know, mm. they're the struggling with the Hebrew as a team like that has trained so well and they live in a cooler area too of Japan, so it just means going back to your training. You can get more out of your training than if you're in a Gifu or, you know, so any hot area, which is pretty much anywhere lower than Iwaki. Mm. You know, you just don't get the training in as as much as you'd like. Um mm. so pretty much, you know, Rasa, what, they considered all their all their goals were considered by set play, weren't they? That's Even right. Only the well, the corner kick was just they fluffed around, didn't get didn't get rid of the ball. You know, that was that was shocking itself. Uh the, the penalty as you were saying, oh that was a that was a PK and it was very this is very lazy by Sakai He you know, he the ball bobbed on and he kinda of looked oh, I should I should go for that one. It was very, you know, half hearted about it. Oh, I should've better get it and then oh, just this <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah. You wouldn't be happy being a supporter of no. seeing that kind of thing. Desa- um,
1: disastrous, yeah.
2: But mm. Kobe, yeah, so what? They haven't won in... Ah, sorry, Kobe. Ruasa haven't won in 11 And mm. But in that time, they beat an FC Tokyo and Sakantoso in the Empress Cup. You yeah, know, mm. so... Um, <laughs> so mm.
1: Well, yeah, um, I'm hoping to speak to Gary Owen very soon. So I'll, I'll perhaps ask him, would he prefer to be uh, relegated and win the Emperor's Cup or, uh, you know, survive in J2? I don't know. It's, uh, as,
2: as a Gifu supporter, i right now, I would take that Emperor's Cup because yeah. it's a trophy that you'll always have to your name. Yeah, you can always go get back out from James. You
1: know. Yeah, no, that that's that's that's, that's uh, very true. Yeah, no, but, t- t- totally agreed. I've oh, different yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's not a big league like the Premier League where everyone wants to finish fourth and get into the Champions League. It's, uh, yeah, winning an actual trophy is, uh, is huge. And we saw that for Kofu last year, didn't we, with the Emperor's Cup? Mm, so, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kumamoto in the ACL. Yeah, you heard it, heard it here first. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think you, you made a good point. I... Takeshi Yoki's obviously forgotten more about football than I will ever know, but I think anyone who looks closely at Kumamoto will see that they look short of being a top six team now uh, this season. I think maybe if they had uh, Ichikawa stayed fit, was available, um, that might have made a difference. There are some really good technical players in the team. Rei is a great player. Um, in the midfield, and I really like uh, Shimamura. I mentioned seem to mention him every time mm-hmm. we talk about 3 He's just a really busy, quick-footed, kind of annoying player to play against in, in the nicest possible way. So I think yep. they're, they're definitely too good to be 20th you know, squad-wise. A goalkeeper as well is really good, isn't he? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tashiro. So they, I don't think they're going to be 20th at the end of the season, but they do need to kind of book their ideas up. It's not quite time to be um, to to be having one eye on the well, I suppose it is time to be having one eye on the Empress Cup because it's coming up in midweek. But do you know what I mean? They're not they're not quite. Um, they're going to come after that Empress Cup game. They're still going to have a lot of work to do in the league. I think just to just to secure the the J two status, and I think they will. I think there's there's enough quality in there that they'll be fine. But um, yeah, I was just a bit shocked to see them in twentieth. Like I think I missed um I missed one full weekend uh, being away, and then the weekend that's just gone, I was. Uh, <laughs> just getting back up to speed with daily life in Japan and I I haven't checked like I said, I hadn't checked League Table for a while and Akita have been thirteenth for about three months, so no change there. But uh, yeah, I was I, I couldn't find Kumamoto in the league table when I was scrolling through and I was like, what they're 20th? What's what's happened? So um yeah, work uh, work to be done. Iwaki have to be the most improved team in the league this year from the stuff they were producing in uh you know February, March. I thought they were doomed um, you know they they just mm. didn't seem to be at the level and the the uh, I wouldn't go as far as say miracle spin works because as you mentioned there's a lot of finance and a lot of resources available to them but to, to to be now sort of basically just like sort of you know spraying the ball around against teams like Kumamoto can really hurt you on the counter if you let them and uh, they mm. just didn't really allow they didn't really allow that did they and I think I've seen Iwaki shut down a lot of teams uh, in the, the this run that they've been on so I think they'll be totally totally fine. And I do think Kumamoto, they yeah twenty is not a great place to be in with ten games to go. But I think they'll be okay uh, as well.
2: Yeah. I'll just I'll just quickly say the last um, time Iwaki played Kumamoto, in Iwaki Kumamoto won four 0
1: mm-hmm. and that
2: was you know so that and that was their second to last win I think until they've been on this winless run. So
1: that's crazy. It's
2: been some big changes. Yeah, I agree. Iwaki have. Really improved. I mean, I picked them top six in my team. I was getting <laughs> a bit ambitious, but yeah,
1: they might not. Uh, they might not improve that much. Uh, but no, yeah.
2: no, no. But I think, as you can see, there is potential there, and yeah. um, you know, I think they had pressure and probably lack like mm-hmm. of confidence when they weren't loose, used to losing at the start because mm-hmm. they won every league mm-hmm. from the you know uh, regional leagues, the JFLs, and the J three, you know, in a canter. Yes, and I think a lot of them just forgot. Yeah, well, I think
1: I think there are a lot of in J two. There's always a bit of a much much of a muchness of teams, right? That are similar, and mentality can make a huge difference mm. um, at that point. And I think they have had to change their mentality because they haven't really changed the personnel that they've been using. You know, uh, the squad mm. is pretty much the same. They they didn't. Um, I, I can't remember in the transfer window if they've added anybody. Um, but the, certainly the squad is pretty similar. The, you know the, the names are pretty similar from from back in February when the season started. But they just yep. have really um, the, the 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 coach or the players themselves. They've managed to squeeze an extra two percent out of each player somehow, and yep. that's added up to an extra sort of twenty five percent. You know for the team, and it really shows that now. I think they went from if my team was in J two this season, based on the first month of games, I'll be really looking forward to playing against Wacky <laughs> And now they would be my top. Uh, they'd be one of the teams I'd want to avoid having a game against because they they're just really um, they're just really up for it at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, talking of being up for it, uh, Richie, at this point, I'd like to uh, yeah just pick your brains about some uh, some J two and J two adjacent games we've got coming up uh, in the next few days. So as you mentioned mm-hmm. already, Wednesday night this week. Um, August the 30th is uh, Emperor's Cup quarter-final night. So all four of the quarterfinal games are coming up. Um, they're all uh, J1 affairs, apart from, yes, as you mentioned, Kumamoto hosting Kobe uh, at Egao Kenko Stadium. That game will be at 7pm. Rich, obviously league form pretty rubbish for Kumamoto uh, over the last few months. Do you give them any chance against Kobe? You mentioned that they've knocked off a couple of J1 teams already.
2: Um, I think they could easily pick up a win here. Tell the truth. Um, I, I, just think it's a different ball game the Empress Cup sometimes. Mm. Um, Kobe will probably come in thinking they're just gonna win. They look at the table, you know, players, fans will be kinda of like, eh, look at them, they're not mm. in good form, blah mm. blah. Mm. Not that Kobe are in that great form themselves, but um mm. you know, I think they've definitely got a chance, um, you know. If they've beaten the F C Tokyo and Sakantosu, like I mean I don't mm. see You know We saw You know All these other teams Losing to You know Yokohama to Lose to Kochi And Yokohama uh, Marinos Lose to Machido, was it? Etc mm, Etc right. et Like I don't I think for a one-off game Like this Any team can mm. You know They can pick out a winner I mean It's, it's not I, I did say easily They could easily win But you know It wouldn't mm. be an easy win I don't think
1: Yes 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 um, I, I think I that understood. if you get off
2: to A, a Probably a good, mm. oh, I don't know. Actually, probably nipping one at the end would probably be easier, actually. <laughs> Getting after a good start and waking up Corbyn and then having to defend for. Yeah. yeah nah, it should it, be a good game, though, so. Yeah, it's, it's a, a tricky
1: of... one. I think with the Empress Cup as well, you never quite know. I think now we're at the quarter final stage. I assume corbe will pick a strong team. Um, but then, of course, mm. they're, they're challenging in the, uh, the top of J1, right? And they've got to prioritise that um, to some extent as well. So, um, yeah, well, it's, it's well, an interesting one.
2: That's it too, it comes down to who Corbett are playing on um, who mm. Corbell will be oh, playing weekend. next yeah. week, right? And if, yeah. if if that team has a as has a Cup game or not.
1: Uh Colby are hosting Kyoto on Saturday.
2: There you there go, and awesome. Kyoto yeah. they had a good win in the weekend. Mm. Mm. and um, it's a derby. Mm. Right? Well Kansai Derby. More it's off, uh, yeah. Kyoto are out of the Empress Cup, aren't they? Yeah, it'd be a hard one for them too. I think they might go in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, bench, well, just interesting how they play. Go in with the top team and you know take think, the top players I out think, if they're winning or, or yeah, the other way around.
1: I think it's definitely would be good as well just for the, the tournament to have a J two team go as far as they can. So not not um, I don't really. Massively have any feelings one way or other about Kobe, but I would like Kumamoto to, to get through because just having J two teams go, go as far as they can, like last year, w- was really good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, for Gary, you know, for Gar- Gary Owen and his, uh, you know, his, his children, Gary, it'd be Give good. Yeah, him the cup. Yeah, yeah give it, do, do it. Do it for hashtag. Do it for Gary. Start. Start uh, <laughs> Yeah, w- uh, Richie. Basically, we we think the game could go either way. I think that's what a listener can take away from this for, yeah. from this chat. Yeah. Um, we'll how say. about yeah? How about the weekend in J two then? So round. Thirty-three is gonna be uh, gonna be coming up on Saturday and Sunday uh, at the weekend. So September the second, Saturday, just has two games, both at seven pm. Second place Iwata go away to uh, Akita, who are uh, th- still thirteenth after all this after all this time. Uh, the other Saturday game is Kanazawa hosting Tokyo Verdi. So the fourth place team going to the team in twenty-first. Uh, the rest of the weekend games are all on Sunday, September the 3rd. You can tell that the autumn is approaching because there's a five o'clock kickoff. It's Nagasaki against Oita. So fifth versus sixth in a Kyushu derby. That should be a, an interesting game as well. Two games at 6 p.m. on Sunday. It's Iwaki against Okayama. So that's 15th hosting 10th. And third place, Shimizu hosting Tokushima. Now, I think if uh, Iwata, Kama, or Akita on Saturday and Shimizu beat Tokushima, Shimizu will leapfrog uh, their, their Shizuoka rivals into second place in the in the standards, aren't they, into the automatic promotion places. Uh, and, yep, the rest of the weekend games, the other six matches are all at 7pm. Uh, leaders, Machida, go away to seventh place, Gunma. I think that's an interesting looking game. Uh, Yamagata against Omiya is eighth place hosting uh, bottom. Sendai against Kofu also looks quite good, doesn't it? Twelve versus 9th. And uh, as mentioned already, Tochigi are going to host Fujiada 16th against 14th. So if Tochigi can win that one, it'll take them uh, another big step closer to safety. Kumamoto uh, obviously, you know, will have uh, exerted themselves in the Emperor's Cup in midweek. They'll go away to Jeff Chiba on Sunday night. And uh, the other game on the slate is my pick, really Yamaguchi against Mito, nineteenth against eighteenth. Should be a should be a big game uh, at the bottom of the table. Uh, Richie, from the from the weekend fixtures in J two, where should we be? Uh, where should we focus our attentions? Do you think?
2: Well, so they they are all interesting, aren't they? I was just thinking before looking at the table. What's very interesting this year that there's no at the moment every team is either playing for promotion or to avoid relegation, right? Every team, like there's mm. a, a nice split, I think from Chiba, Jeff, you know, Jeff upwards, they're all going for promotion. Mm. Realistically, still have a chance. Nightmare,
1: nightmare for podcasters, Richie, when, when <laughs> yeah. it's like
2: this. Yeah, and big out the other way. So, it's the, the first year forever, there's not that block of boredom kind of in the middle, right? That You're just sitting there, and you already know you're not going <laughs> to, where you're going to finish. But, um, I will say, um, if I'm looking on Saturday, phew, as again, both look good games, both playing for something. But I'd probably go for Kanazawa, uh, Verdi, just on they're both playing for a little, you know, uh, Kanazawa's in the relegation zone, aren't they? And Verdi's haven't, you know, they've been slipping up a bit lately, but they're still hanging in there in that top six. So mm-hmm. that's, a, if they want to get anywhere near that automatic, they have to start winning now. And they'll have to win this game, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd think they'd have to win this game. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kanazawa, at the same time, they've got to start winning or get something to get moving out or else the teams mm. around them could win and are stuck down the bottom. Sure. So I think Saturday, that would be my pick, Kanazawa Tokyo. Um, Sunday, uh, for five o'clock, that one's by itself. I think Nagasaki Oita, you know, fifth, first, sixth. Um, again, how Oita is still hanging in that top six. They seem to be losing all the time, but they seem to be, <laughs> seem to be hanging in there. Um, but that should be a good one. Just, you know, it's another interesting one. One of them might get knocked out of the top six of this one. I'd probably go, I'd definitely say probably right down the bottom, as you said, Yamaguchi Mito in a different kind of way. But whoever wins this, if there is a winner, it goes a long way in, you know, getting out of that relegation zone, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, yeah,
2: there's just so many.
1: So many good games. You get. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong this weekend in J two. It seems like yeah. Plenty, no, unless you pick the one that the thunderstorms. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that that's one point about Kanazawa, right? They only made uh, they only managed thirty minutes, didn't they, before their game was abandoned um, this weekend. So they they might be fresh fresh coming up against Tokyo verdi uh, on Saturday mm. night. And for you mentioned, yeah, Nagasaki and Oita, they're really interesting cases because Nagasaki at times have just been brilliant this year. And Mm. other times, you know, clearly less, much less than brilliant. I think for Oita, psychologically, if they end up dropping out of the top six after being second for ages, um, I think that could be quite hard, you know, dropping out of the top six with 10 games to go. It's going to be, they'll find it hard to claw their way back in, I feel. Mm. Um, Even though, you know, overall, they've obviously had a great season based on, I didn't really expect much from them pre-season. So I think they, they're they still in, at the moment, it still is a good, you know, objectively a good season, but I think a lot depends on the next 10 games because, yeah, like I'm saying, I think momentum-wise and form-wise, if they end up dropping out of the top six at any point, I don't really, I would back Nagasaki to maybe get back in if they come out of the top six, but Oita, I'm not so sure at the moment. Mm. Um, I think they might have uh, hit, they might have sort of peaked a bit too soon perhaps this year, I don't know, but um, we will, we will see.
2: Would mm. um, also sorry just be interesting mm. seeing how Fujita and Gunma play in their games mm. having their game caught off as well right like um, mm.
1: yeah, so well, yeah Gunma yeah, yeah, haven't played for like three weeks <laughs> <laughs> well they played yeah. half an hour played half an hour against Kanazaro in three weeks so uh, yeah. yeah summer summer break <laughs> they deserve it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you. Because <laughs> it's it. hot. It's oh, right. Hot okay. Place. Oh, that's right Okay. Of course. Yeah. Of yeah. Course. I think I once got in a lot of trouble for I described somewhere as provincial. On on Twitter was it Gunma? I, I I called somewhere provincial and someone didn't like that. So um, yeah, it's the heat. We're we're talking about the heat. It's not the Gunma's like boring or anything. It's, it's oh, the course. heat. It's, it's
2: the all
3: about the heat. I'm yeah.
1: Well, the heat. Oh, we hey, we cleared we cleared it up. It's fine. It's no no problem. All right, um, Brett, end it there before we get in any more trouble. Uh, Richie, so um, thanks so much for coming on. I know it's been a long time since we since we chatted, so really good to talk to you and, uh, and get your thoughts. And uh, yeah, best wishes to uh, to FC Gifu for the rest of the J three season. I hope we can uh, yeah we can be talking about them a lot more uh, very soon.
2: Hopefully, yeah, hopefully next year I can watch some more J two when I'm watching FC Gifu. But yeah, if not, yeah. I'll be watching whatever platform they're on in J three. Um, anyway, thanks guys, everyone for listening. Uh, good luck to all your teams this weekend. Hopefully for all of us in Japan, it starts cooling down soon. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> maybe another month left, I think. <laughs>
1: oh, that was a roller coaster, a roller coaster, it. Yeah, but like, thank, yeah, thanks so much. And uh, real quick, just before we finish, I think, Richie, you were uh, you've just become uh, a member of the uh, the new JTET Discord uh, server. Is that was that what it's called? I, you, I'm an old man. This is old man territory for me. I'm not quite sure. Still not quite sure. I understand? But we um, we're just taking some steps to maybe safeguard our. Uh, sort of jtech community in the event that uh, x slash twitter kind of goes belly up at some point so uh, i believe you're you're signed up now to, to discord and you're, you're interacting with us on there so thanks for that thanks for that rich you're a you're a pioneer uh, in that sense but yeah for anybody else who might like to join um our jtech uh, discord server um please check out we'll, we'll put the the invite link in the the, the pod kind of uh, bio on on twitter uh, and also if you just uh, kind of follow uh, at kanazawa dreaming at um you know gogo omiya idjo they they've been the kind of driving force on this i just suggested it then did nothing and let them do it so it's all, all the credit and all all the hard work's been done by them so yeah um please uh, please hit them up or just, just scroll through their feeds to see to see the the invite link or just check the bio for 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 JTF. i'll I'll put it in there uh, as soon as i remember to do it so yeah please join us on discord uh, if you can we we'd uh, we'd like to see you there and uh but yeah for, for richie and me that's all i think for now on j2 but as ever um please stay tuned we'll take a quick uh, quick musical sting and then it's time for all of the j3 news uh in uh, J Talk short corner magic mike innes uh, has that for you so uh, richie don't go anywhere you'll, you'll hear all about gifu uh from mike in a moment but uh, bring, yeah. it on, mike. bring it on <laughs> thanks for listening everyone yeah have a good week and uh, yeah please enjoy uh J Talk short corner with
3: mike it's coming up next jtalk extra time Hello everyone and welcome to JTalk Short Corner, the mini-pod that keeps you up to date with events in J3 of the J-League. I'm your host, Mike Innes, and in this episode I'll be looking back on fixtures in round 24 of the J3 season, as well as previewing the round 25 matches coming up this weekend. Before going through the games on Saturday the 26th, just to cover off the rearranged match that took place on Wednesday the 23rd at Van Rade Hachinohe, the visitors were FC Ryukyu, who went in front with barely two minutes played, Uryunosuke Noda rising to head in Kose Okazawa's free kick, a soft goal for Van Rade to concede this one, Takuya Miyamoto doing little to prevent Noda from winning the ball, It was almost 2-0 just after the hour, Haruto Shirai hitting the post after a defence splitting pass by Katsuya Nakano. And with the home side offering little, Ryukyu did manage a second goal early in the second half, a corner from Okazawa reaching Shirai whose cross shot struck Noda and trickled over the line. Van Rade's route back into the game commenced in the 63rd minute. Aoi Sato slipping a pass towards Naoya Seno, Visiting defender Yuri Mori tried to shepherd the ball out for a goal kick, but was out by Senor, who crashed his shot into the roof of the net. Ryukyu hit the woodwork for a second time via a 25-yard shot from Nakano. And the hosts' equaliser duly arrived in the second minute of injury time. Shintaro Kato getting his head to a loose ball on the edge of the area to set up Tepe Chikaishi for a sweetly struck volley that arced over Danny Carvajal and in. Final score Hachinohe to Ryukyu 2, and this week's episode is dedicated to the five Ryukyu fans who travelled 1,300 miles in midweek to stand behind the goal and support their team. There were eight games on Saturday the 26th, Ehime FC stretching their lead at the top of the table with a dramatic home win over Kamatamane Sanuki. Ehime fell behind in this one in only the fifth minute, Sanuki's Ikki Kawasaki floating in a ball to the far post, where Kaima Akahoshi found space in a crowded penalty area to head past Shugo Tsuji. And midway through the first half, the Noodle Boys scored again. Home defender Reiya Morishita struggling to deal with a long ball. Takuma Goto stealing possession and feeding Gentaro Yoshida, who slipped it inside the far post. Ehime needed a lifeline back into the match and they got it in the 34th minute. Shunsuke Motegi clipping in a superb pass for Riki Matsuda to run onto and poke it beyond an immobile Yusuke Imamura. Sanuki had Imamura to thank for keeping them in front at half-time, though diving full-length to keep out Motegi's well-struck free kick. And it was the visitors who looked more dangerous early in the second period, Goto and Yoshida both forcing saves out of Tsuji. The mighty Mikans nevertheless pulled level with 15 minutes left, a well-worked corner routine leading to veteran Takanori Mayano setting up Matsuda for a fine finish from 15 yards. Mayano was also involved in the winner, receiving it from Motegi and laying the ball off for rookie Shunsuke Tanimoto to find the top left-hand corner with a 30-yard screamer. What a way to complete a comeback. Final score, Ehime 3, Sanuki 2. It's 11 without defeat now for Ehime. They keep managing these narrow wins and it's keeping them top of the table. Kamatamani will consider themselves unlucky, but although they remain 16th, they continue to improve. Katare Toima have been Ehime's nearest challengers in recent weeks, but they suffered only a second home defeat of the season in their match against Iwate Guruja Morioka. Masashi Wada was Iwate's hero, putting them ahead in torrential conditions on 15 minutes. His run to the near post completely untracked, enabling Wada to beat Tomoki Tagawa from close range. He added a second nine minutes after the break, smashing home with his right foot after Tsuyoshi Miyaichi had headed down a Lee Yongjik's high ball. Katane's best chance of getting back into the match didn't come until the 85th minute when Tsubasa Yoshihina narrowly missed getting on the end of Tatsuhiko Noguchi's low ball across the face of goal. Final score Toyama nil Iwate to one of Katale's poorest performances for a while, but they stay second. Guruja have a decent away record and were rarely in danger here. They climb to 11th. A week ago FC Gifu burst into the top four for the first time this season, and Yusaku Ueno's side consolidated with a home win over Gainare Tottori. Two goals midway through the first half put Gifu in the driving seat here. First, Uryo Kubota volleying in at the far post after Gainare's Sota Maruyama wasn't able to cut out Yosuke Kashiwagi's corner. Then, a classic own goal, a sensational diving header from Tottori centre-back Uryo Izumi as he tried to block a Charles Unduka cross. And ten minutes into the second half, Unduka exploited a slip by another visiting defender, Junya Suzuki, to convert Kubota's low pass for 3-0. Gainari did pull a goal back in the 63rd minute, a snapshot from Keita Tanaka after Yuta Togashi's effort had been charged down by Ryoma Kita. And that marked the end of the scoring, although Toma Murata could and should have made it 4-1 when he thumped a close-range shot against the bar. With ten minutes left, Gifu's Yoshihiro Shoji was shown a straight red card as he stomped on Kentaro Shigematsu's ankle, but Gainane couldn't make the extra player count. Final score, Gifu three, Totori one. It seems to be clicking for Gifu. Three wins in a row now, they stay fourth. Gainane were punished for perhaps their weakest display under Kohei Masumoto. They tumble five places to 12th. Time. Having slipped out of immediate promotion contention, Kagoshima United in midweek announced a change of coach, Naoto Ōtake, stepping down to be replaced by his assistant Yasuaki Ōshima. His first game in charge was an important one, an opportunity to pick up three points via a trip to bottom side Giravants Kitakyushu. Kagoshima were on the back foot for much of the first half, but with the score still at 0-0 in the 44th minute, homekeeper Yuya Tanaka was sent off for a wild lunge at Noriaki Fujimoto. Two minutes into the second half, however, it was Giravance who went in front. Takaya Inui glancing in Yuki Okada's free kick. Fujimoto fired off target as Kagoshima pressed for a quick equaliser. And just before the hour, they pulled level. Yuji Kimura swinging in a free kick. Home defender Mikel Agu heading it away. Hiroya Nodake hammering in the half volley for his first J-League goal. And the visitors Almost snatched a win in injury time. Substitute Masayoshi Endo curling in a shot. Substitute keeper Yuki Kato backpedalling to tip it brilliantly over the bar. Final score Kitakushu won, Kagoshima one. The pressure mounting on giravants and their coach Kazuaki Tasaka. A point doesn't help them much when their closest relegation rivals are winning. They stay bottom, a point not much use to Kagoshima either. It brings to an end their three-game losing streak, but they drop to seventh. Moving back up the table go Nana Club, home winners over AC Nagano Paseiro in a game that turned out to be the last at Paseiro for Yuki Stealth, relieved of his duties on Sunday. Nana controlled the first half and eventually took the lead in the 40th minute through a neat team move. Oriota Kuajima and Kensei Nakashima combining well to set up Hayato Asakawa for a close-range finish his 11th of the season. The deal was sealed with 15 minutes left. Tatsuma Sakai fizzing in a 30-yard free kick that gave visiting keeper Kim Minho no chance. Final score, Nana 2-0. Julian Marin Bazalo's team somewhat wasteful in front of goal, but they pick up their first win in four home matches to move sixth. More lamentable stuff from Paseiro Stalf. Unable to build on the promise of the 2022 season, and he departs with the team down in 15th. Two teams headed in the right direction appear to be Fukushima United and SC Sagami Hana both of whom picked up excellent away wins to continue their recent improvement. For Hana, that meant a first away victory of the season and it came in some style at FC Ryukyu. The hosts were up against it from as early as the seventh minute when centre-back Shoga Terasaka was caught in possession and pulled down Kosei Makiyama to be shown a straight red card. From then on, Ryukyu hunkered down and showed little attacking intent. Sagamihara eventually making the extra man count 30 seconds into the second half. Ryoji Yamashita floating in a high ball that Yuji Senema headed in unchallenged by early sub Yusuke Muta. It was pretty much game over seven minutes later. Kor Watahiki easily finding space between Muta and Takeyuki Fukumura to head home Sena Saito's corner. Soon afterwards, Senuma missed a great chance to make it three when he headed across from Riku Hashimoto over the bar, but the 32-year-old rectified his mistake with 15 minutes to go, rolling it in from 15 yards after Tsubasa Ando had brushed aside a lacklustre challenge from Yuri Mori. Ando himself got on the score sheet in stoppage time. A one-man counter-attack in which he picked up a loose ball 15 yards inside his own half, raced upfield and slotted his shot inside the far post. Final score to UQ 0, Sagami had a 4. A second 4-0 loss in five matches for Tetsuhiro Kina's team. And this was pitiful, uncommitted stuff. They drop back to 17th. Sagami so Hara remain 19th but are quickly closing in on the teams above. The battle to avoid relegation is on. That's a message received and understood by Fukushima, who made it seven unbeaten with a clinical performance at Tegavajaro Miyazaki. It was 1-0 Fukushima in only the fifth minute, a brilliant flick from Ryo Shiohama setting up Toru Shibata for a 1-2 with Hiroki Higuchi, which Shibata blasted in at the near post. Tegabajaro's best chance of an equaliser came when Kazuma Nagata put a header just wide from Ryota Kitamura's cross, but otherwise they encountered a visiting back line that was slammed tight shut. And the result was confirmed in injury time, a headed pass by Ryuji Sawakami picked up by Shoki Nagano, who sprinted clear and fired through the legs of Kokoro Aoki. Final score Miyazaki Nil Fukushima 2, a sub-par display from Tegebajaro, who couldn't come back from conceding early on, their 13th. The headline for Fukushima is they're now outside the bottom six in 14th. In fact, they're 10 points off the bottom and they're 10 points off the promotion spots. Chito, it's your time. There was also a mid table fixture between Matsumoto Yamaga and FC Imabari. Naoto Kuro picked up his first point as Imabari coach, replacing in the starting lineup Marcus Vinicius with Toyofumi Sakano, recent signing from Tokyo Verdi. Sakano hit the post midway through the first half after Kodai Doki had headed it back across the face of goal. Takatoro Kondo also hit the woodwork for the visitors with a rising 20-yard drive. And with 20 minutes left, Imabari took the lead, substitute Vinicius laying it off for Sakano, who evaded Masato Tokida and sneaked in a shot at the near post. Having offered little going forward, Yamaga snatched an equaliser with four minutes left. Yusuke Kikui's in swinging corner, glanced against the post by Tokida. Kaigan Murakoshi side footing the rebound back over the line. Final score Matsumoto 1, Imabari 1. Yamaga remain in 10th, with little sign they're going to be pushing for promotion anytime soon. Imabari, a one point and two places above them in 8th. Two games then on Sunday the 27th and Azul Claro Numazu missed a clear chance to go second in the table as they were beaten at home by FC Osaka. Azul Claro defender Terukazu Shinozaki had to go off injured in only the 14th minute and seconds later their distracted back line conceded the opening goal. No one tracking the run of Ryusei Saito who made it to the far post to touch in Wu Sangho's free kick. The home side almost managed an equalizer in first half injury time substitute Yuya Tsukegi heading Kotaro Tokunaga's outswinging corner against the bar but 20 minutes from time Osaka made the point safe with a corner kick of their own Keita Hidaka taking the set piece Naoki Tanaka glancing in the header final score Numazu nil Osaka 2 an off day for Azul Claro and they remain third Osaka bounce straight back from last week's loss to Nara, they're up to fifth. Finally, YSCC Yokohama are slipping back into the danger zone, a circumstance not helped by their home defeat to Vanrare Hachinohe. Coach Kei Hoshikawa is experimenting with his attacking lineup following the departure to Shonan Belmare of top scorer Sho Fukuda and against Vanderare it was Hiroto Domoto who began up front alongside Yusei Kayanuma. Domoto opened the scoring for the Kanagawa Seagulls on 22 minutes a poacher's finish through the legs of defender Mizuki Aiba following a low Kayanuma cross. The lead lasted until six minutes before the break, Hachinohe pulling level when Daisuke Inazumi sent over a cross from the left, and Masashi Kokubun rose to dispatch a rare-headed goal. And the visitors almost took the lead barely a minute into the second half, Takuya Miyamoto thundering a shot against the bar from the edge of the box. Not that the travelling support had long to wait to see their team go in front, as in the 94th minute, goalkeeper Yusuke Taniguchi hoofed forward a free kick, Miyamoto headed it on, Koki Maezawa clipped his volley inside the post. On 72 minutes, it was the home side's turn to draw level, Yutaro Yanagi firing in a low cross shot, Taniguchi getting his hand to it, only for rookie Haruki Oshima to score off the underside of the bar. Daiki Sato hammered a 25-yard shot against the woodwork as YSCC pushed for a winner, but with nine minutes to go, it was Van Rane who stole the points. Now Yaseno heading in Riku Yamauchi's cross as the home defence were caught napping. Final score, YFCC 2, Hachinoje 3. One win in the last 11 games for YFCC, and they're now down to 18th. It's Van der Arne's away form which is sustaining them. They're back up to 9th. So now to run through the top and bottom of the league standings after round 24. The top six are... Ehime with 47 points, Toyama with 40, Numazu 39, Gifu 37, Osaka 36, and Nara 35. At the other end of the table, the bottom six are Nagano with 29 points, Sanuki and Ryukyu with 28, YSCC 27, Sagamihana 23, and bottom of the table with 20, Kitakyushu. Just time now for a quick look ahead to the round 25 fixtures this weekend when there are eight games on Saturday the 2nd. Leaders Ehime go to currently coachless Nagano. Second place Toyama play host to improving Sagami Big game at Kagoshima, where the visitors are fourth-placed Githu. Bottom side, Kitakyushu have a tough game in prospect at Imabari. Six-pointer at Mitsuzawa, where YSCC take on Ryukyu. Sanuki need points at Miyazaki. And in mid-table, Hachinohe are at home to Tottori. And Iwate stage a Tohoku derby against Fukushima. Two games then on Sunday the 3rd. 3rd against 6th, it's Numazu against Nana, And finally, Osaka are at home to Matsumoto. With all the week's business seen to then, that's it for this mini-pod. All that remains is for me to say, thanks for listening. Enjoy your football. And see you next time. Bye for now.